Some people believe that money is evil or that the love of money is the root of all evil. I actually believe the opposite. I believe that money is sacred when you get energy that's condensed and potent in such a powerful form that it's beneficial for you to show respect for it. Now, I want to tell you a story about a time when I didn't show respect for money, the time when I lost all my Bitcoins. Welcome to Cryptonomics. Welcome to Cryptonomics, Principles of Cryptocurrency and Investing. And thank you so much to all those people who share these videos on Twitter and Facebook and, and YouTube. I really like it when you do that. <laughs> uh, brightens my day just a little bit. So thank you for all those people commenting on Steemit and everything. I love you guys. Last year, March 2017, it seems like a really long time ago because so much stuff has happened since then in crypto and in my life. Bitcoin was around $1,200 and Dash was around $40 after just having rocketed up from $15. And I was researching Dash and I thought, this is the future. This is really something because they're focused on user experience, thinking about what people actually want in money. And we've not forgotten about switching incentives. We're developing loyalty programs, interest-bearing accounts, and free payments person to person. And they've also got a treasury, which will hopefully go on to fund all kinds of projects. And it has. So seeing Dash rocket up like that, I thought, okay, I'm missing out here. I got the FOMO. I thought I'm gonna move all of my Bitcoin, all my remaining Bitcoin into Dash today. I looked up an exchange, found Blue Trade, had a trading pair with Dash in it. I deposited all my Bitcoin in one fell swoop. Therein lies several of my key mistakes. Here's the lesson. Whenever you're making a financial decision, it pays to pause, reflect, meditate, and breathe and plan about what you're about to do. You might miss some opportunities from being patient, but you definitely make less mistakes when you're not hasty. These days, when I use a new exchange or when I use the old exchange for the first time after several months, I like to test it out. I like to check its reputation, go on the web and see if there are people complaining about not being able to get their money out. I also like to deposit a small amount, make a small trade and make a small withdrawal to make sure the system is still working just as good as it's supposed to be. After I deposited the money, I realized Blue Trade didn't actually have the exact pair that I wanted to trade with, so I withdrew the money to my Bitcoin wallet. I waited an hour and nothing happened. I thought, okay, well, maybe sometimes this happens, like on Poloniex when I used to use it. Sometimes it would take a while because I had to take the coins out of cold storage. I put in a support request and I waited. But then, after a week, I still hadn't seen my money. And soon afterwards, they locked me out of my account and then the support request went missing. I thought, oh no. Oh dear. Oh, crap. <laughs> I've lost my money by making hasty decisions, by not thinking things through carefully. Presidente, three men are here to see you. They claim to have a trillion dollar bill. May I see? Now give it back. Give what back? I thought I have been ripped off. I've been shut down and shut out. I've been screwed and I've screwed myself for being so reckless. I've lost 
one third of my net worth. And with this exchange being in a foreign country, I had very little recourse. It so happened in that month, I actually had a series of misfortunes. I was using my phone in public after dark and a motor thief walked past, plucked it out of my hands, jumped on a motorcycle and rode away. I paid my friend some money to bring in a laptop from the United States to Mexico. He was unable to fulfill the deal and I lost out on that one as well. I was thinking through the whole thing, trying to process it. Just a week before I read a story about somebody using an ATM in Latin America, ATM turned out to be fake and they lost thousands of dollars. And I thought, ha, I would never be so careless. I would never do some thing so flippantly with my money. And of course I did. So the universe had other plans for me. I thought I could have spent that money on anything. I could have gone to Las Vegas and bought a table and mowing and champagne and dancing girls. I could have flown around the world or flown around Mexico, but I didn't. I kept that money to myself like the archetype of an old miser who ties up his pants with, with twine because he doesn't want to buy a belt. And then he dies, a millionaire, alone, very rich and very dead. One night, a few weeks later, I was trying to get to sleep, still with this emotional turmoil in my belly, and I started to have this vision. I saw this figure appear in the darkness, this figure wearing this white hooded robe, and it said, listen, we're running things here. We're running things behind the scenes. It said, we know you're gonna perceive these things as bad, but this is all part of a spiritual lesson. We've taken something from you so you can learn the value of what remains. And then the hooded figure was gone. I came to terms with the loss. I accepted the money that I'd lost and I learned this valuable lesson. And showing respect for money does mean saving it and investing it, but also means spending it on things that are productive, things that improve the life of you and the lives of people around you. That is the proper use of money. The last time my parents came to Guadalajara, we went down in the neighborhood in Santa Tere there, and we went to a little kitchen to get breakfast. And in this kitchen, there's normally three or four old men sitting there, and sometimes I chat to them. Uh, one of them, his name is Don Carlos Robles. We're sitting there, we ate our meal, and then we went to pay, and Estela came over and said, oh, you don't have to pay. Don Carlos has already paid for you. And my parents were stunned. They were amazed that someone that they didn't know would want to show them so much hospitality just to welcome them to the city and to the country. For the small price of 150 pesos, Don Carlos had changed forever the way my parents thought about hospitality. Maybe now you can understand what I mean when I say money is sacred. Money can be a teacher. Money is magic. When I enter a temple, I take off my hat. I take off my shoes to show respect for the transformative power of the teachings that are delivered within. When I pick up a knife, I pause and become present because this knife has the power to injure. Likewise, before I pick up silver, I put on my gloves. People die for money. People kill for money. But with the correct understanding and intention, money can bring life, sustain life, and bring joy, happiness, and health to you and those around you. 
So yes, money is sacred. And when I pick it up, I feel its power. And I wonder, is this the most blissful use of this tool? I'd like to send a shout out to a fellow who sometimes comments on the Cryptonomics Facebook page. His name is Milos and he left this review. I love Kurt's videos. He constantly publishes interesting and substantive content mixed with high quality editing and thought-provoking topics. I look forward to seeing his influence grow in the fintech sphere over the next few market cycles. Cheers. Uh, great thing about Milos is sometimes he disagrees with me and he always shows reason and respect when he does so. So thank you so much, Milos. Thank you so much for listening to Cryptonomics and thank you for sharing this video and these podcasts with your friends and relatives on your office wall and on your toilet wall and on the bottom of your shoes to leave an impression on the sidewalk. Thank you so much. I love you guys. And let me leave you with this blessing. May all your lessons hard learnt be lessons well learnt. Remember, as always, stay grateful.